0: Here's Lemieux, the center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux, oh my goodness,
1: what a goal, what a move, Lemieux, oh
2: baby. There's a mistake and a throw, a puck by Bridget,
1: a taser from Jonathan Tames is first. Lemieux.
3: Oh, hello there, hockey fans. How you doing today? It's Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. We're back with another brand new episode for you here on UMFM 101.5 and podcasted around the world, right into your ears. It's uh, episode 24 of season four, an episode we're calling the Probert, as in Bob Probert, as in legendary tough guy and enforcer Bob Probert. It's Monday, June 13th, and we're coming at you here. We're pre-recorded a little bit, so look, we can't uh, talk about the weekend of hockey because we're recording on a Friday night here, and there's going to be a big game between the New York Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning coming up here this weekend, which, as you're listening, will have happened in the past. But we don't know what's going to happen, so we're not really going to talk about that too much. We will talk about that series some, but first of all, Randy, we got to talk about Bob Probert. Do you remember old Bobby, Bobby P, number 24, for the... Chicago Blackhawks. I think and he, Detroit Red Wings. He played for Mo- most Detroit Most importantly, as well. Detroit
2: Red Wings. I would say. Yeah. Uh, for sure, uh, there was some legendary tilts between uh, Probert and Domi, uh, Probert and Troy Crowder from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, McSorley, McSorley. Uh, uh, Crest of Steel uh, Keemle, uh, teammate uh, Keywer is here. He just said, McSorley, McS-
3: uh, Marty McSorley. Yeah. Uh, who didn't he fight is the question, probably. That yeah, we, It's a shorter list of who didn't he fight, probably. But Bob Probert was, I mean, he's a guy you think of a uh, real tough guy. And a lot of times those tough guy enforcers, they didn't play a whole long time in the league, right? Probert played 935 games in the NHL regular season. He tacked on another 81 playoff games, and he was a you know uh, an important part of some of those Detroit teams and stuff in the 90s. Now that those teams didn't have, at the time that Probert was on, they didn't have a lot of playoff success. That was a little bit later. But you know, they made some appearances. But Bobby, Bobby P, let let me just, let me ask you this, Randy, how many penalty minutes did Bob Probert have in his career? How, how many seasons? Uh, I'm gonna say, or six, oh, How many, how many two, games? 935 90. games. Somewhere around 15, 20 seasons, something like that. I'm going to say 3,000 PIMS. Uh, very, 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 very close. And it was about 16 or 18 seasons that he played. 3,300 PIMS in his oh, career. Price is right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's right. Yeah. he's. Um, we should have got Keebler to oh, guess okay. as well. And yeah, then we could have actually done it. Price is Right <laughs> rules. Um, but no, that's, I mean, like, his single season uh, penalty minute record is 398 at the 1987-88 Detroit Red Wings. And man, did he ever light it up that year? 74 games, 29 goals, 33 assists, 62 points, and just about 400 pims. There All he go. had to do was trip a guy. He would have got <laughs> 400 pims. But he, uh, no.
2: And on the other side of the spectrum, we got Kyle Connor with, <laughs> <laughs> with four pims.
3: Yeah, that's right. Local legend, KFC. Uh, winner of this year's Lady Bing trophy. Breaking news here. Four, on yeah. Hockey. <laughs> Four penalty minutes. Do you remember what Kyle Connor's penalties were for this year? Uh, probably tripping. Yeah.
4: Or tripping or I'd say tripping. Yeah. If I had to
3: guess he got a stick in there accidentally maybe. Yeah. yeah. Brought a guy down. I can't remember at all. They,
2: they just interviewed him on Winnipeg whatever. Sports talking, talk. Yeah. yeah. And he said he couldn't remember one of them. It's like, because it, it could have been like a puck over the glass thing. Yeah. You know, like something just yeah. non eventful How many did yeah. he have? Two, two pims, two, two penalties, or four
3: pims? Four oh, pims, what? two minor penalties. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, and and Casey. he said, yeah, and uh, 40, 47 goals and 45 assists or something New like Jet's that. New Jets record. Yeah. Uh,
2: most points. That's right. And goals.
3: Yeah. Uh, but that's number 81, Kyle Connor. We're talking about number 24 yeah. here, Bobby Probert, as this is episode 24. Of season four, um, yeah, we're we're live on location tonight here uh, at sucrams Brewing. You might know it from uh, past episodes. Past episodes as, as uh, season
5: three. Yeah, that's right.
3: But um, no, I, I mean I don't know what else to say about Bobby P other than just like. Potentially the toughest dude the league's ever seen. Rest in peace too. Bobby probably. probably. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, great documentary about his life as well. Uh, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, sponsored by <laughs> Dog and hockey. Uh, no, it's a, it's a, a great story actually, and obviously with uh, you know a lot of these enforcers or or hockey goons, whatever you want to call them, there's always like some underlying, yeah, you know, uh, substance abuse at times and and. Uh, you know, with his, all the CTE stuff, that's kind of been, you know, uh, you know, researched with all the concussions and. Uh, but yeah, he he, ha- he has has a great family, uh, and his wife is a focal point of the film, and I would highly recommend. Maybe that's a future uh, hockey doc that we review. Yeah. When talking hockey. Yeah,
3: we've been talking about doing some sort of movie club episodes, definitely with Youngblood, um, but yeah, that would be a good one to do. Is the Bob Probert. Uh, documentary. Do you have a, a Probie uh, memory?
4: Not really, except just '80s hockey, '80s yeah. and '90s hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure he was in every single Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> video, <laughs> <laughs> right? The very first clip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, from those those little films of uh, what what
3: was Probert's nickname?
2: Did he have one? Like. Pro, Probert, like, I don't know. Like Chris
3: Nyland was knuckles. Knuckles, yeah. Um, Tony Tanti, or Tony Twist? No, those Tony are two Twist. different two guys, eh?
2: Tony Tanti was a guy from t- uh, Vancouver. Tony Twist right. was a a goon from St. Louis. Yeah, and I'm sure. Twist he played
3: for the the Nordiques as well, I remember. And I'm sure um, Twist
2: and Probert fought a few times. Yeah, yeah. But Probert, like, because there was like. Do you remember Sean, Sean Cronin from the Winnipeg Jets? Cronin,
3: yeah. He was, oh, here we go. Cronin the Barbarian? Yeah, Cro, uh, Cronin <laughs> the Barbarian, yeah.
2: But Probert, like, for have, be, being such a
3: notorious uh, Yeah, you know, like a nickname fighter, doesn't jump out at yeah, me about him. Yeah.
4: Wendell, he should be. Wendell Clark and Probert fights. Big time. Yeah, yeah Wendell yeah. Clark yeah, and was, Bob uh, Probert,
3: yeah.
2: Norris Division battles.
3: Yeah, yeah. I would say, listeners, if you know of a Bob Probert nickname that we're forgetting here, let us know. Uh, Drop us a line. Hit us up on Instagram, at Talking Hockey Podcast. Um, You know, just WhatsApp us. Like, just knock on our doors, whatever you got to do. Let us know if there's a Bob Probert nickname we're forgetting. Um, Coming up on the show today, we do have a a song request from a listener in, uh, in... East St. Paul. Uh Carter the car guy wrote in and he's oh got God. a he's got a song request for us, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Actually, and
2: how you usually kick off the show with like a little question for me. Yeah. How do you have
3: do you have a question for Keebler? I I do. So, uh so Keebs um yeah, I guess we kind of glossed over that. Usually uh, I mean, I guess on to, on location to. I'm a little bit frazzled here. Uh, <laughs> but um looks like uh, Keeb's is just, uh, you know, getting, unloading the opposition team's bus. Uh, Keebler, what's the craziest amount of gear you've ever seen an opposing team arrive at the Bell MTS, a.k.a. Canada Place Centre with? I, they kind of all arrive with the same stuff, right? Yeah. It was,
4: that's the question? Like, yeah, like what... You know, like, yeah, they kind of all arrive with the same stuff. Although, I think... I think this is, yeah, I think uh, Flamer, who's with the Jets, was saying that the Jets are the heaviest team to travel, meaning they, they bring a little more, I don't know what that would mean, more sticks or whatever, but as far as weight. A
3: little extra protein powder? Yeah, yeah, powder. I, I think they're, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: something. I think the, the Jets are one of the heaviest teams Interesting. when it comes to, to flight and luggage.
3: So what's the, what's the average uh, team show up with when they get the, when they come to Winnipeg? To to play the Jets, they show up, they unload the bus in the bowels of the, the of the hockey rink downtown, and uh, you know you got your hockey bags, obviously your sticks. What anything else that the average sort of listener might not realize? Teams are bringing with them.
4: No, I think it's all pretty standard stuff. They they arrive when they arrive, and and some of the Jets personnel, like assistants and stuff, you know, uh, equipment guys, go and pick them up uh at the airport drive them back to the arena it's just all the equipment guys jets and and opposing team and whatever time that may be one two three in the morning Mm. if a flight you know if a team's flying in from they just played a game and they're flying in these guys are working two three in the morning like picking things up and getting it all dried in different rooms and then uh, you know i think the opposing team guys will probably leave go to the hotel but then you have our local guys that are there to assist, right? That's, you take care of everyone, you know? Because mm. when the, when you're in their building, they need, they'll take yes. care of you, right? You don't take care of them in a building, they're not gonna take care of you.
2: Do they bring their own skate sharpening machines? No, that would be us.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be each arena would yeah. provide that type of stuff. Yeah, I, glove warmers, you know, I, I think, each arena will provide the opposing team with, you know, the glove dryers. Yeah.
3: Now, when you're, when you're playing beer league, how many pairs of gloves do you go through a game?
4: Oh, I just have <laughs> one. I just have one, although I did bring two pairs of skates to one beer league game
3: because
4: I had just bought a new pair, so I tried, I, I did the, let's call it our pre-game skate, right? Yeah. Where the three of us and 12 others are shooting pucks. You know, for two minutes before the game starts. Anyways, yeah, I'd brought two pairs of skates to a game and changed them before the game started.
3: Nice. feel like a real pro. (laughs) I I guess.
4: Or also, like, fuck, these don't fit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of, yeah, you hear of some players who go through, like, six pairs of gloves a game.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd want that. I kind of like the warm, like, worn in, like... You know, I wouldn't mind being able to retape my stick during a game or something, because sometimes yeah. someone steps on it or For whatever. Sure. But uh, gloves, I'm not sure. But I guess you know the stakes are higher, and they don't want sweaty palms. Like, <laughs> it, know, I them. mean, we gotta think. Like palms I,
4: I hear exactly what you're saying, but also like if if we, I know myself. Like if I went further into hockey. And I had a glove dryer.
3: I'd probably yeah. use yeah, it, right? If, if it was an and option. And then you'd probably be like,
4: "This is awesome. I want, <laughs> I want to do this three times a period."
2: Yeah,
3: I'll never have a damp glove again.
2: Yeah. Keibler is <laughs> the guy that goes back to the bench and gets a new towel from the trainer every single shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you did, they just like kind of reach their hand back, and then a glove shows up on their hand, and yeah. then or a towel shows up on their hand. I was just gonna. Th- I was thinking about that last game. It's like the the laundry must be ridiculous after a game.
4: Yeah, and and each each home team does everybody's laundry, right? Oh, like okay. it's, you know, you just team arrives, they drop their stuff off, you do their laundry, but yeah. it's yeah, there's quite a bit. Yeah. I I don't know what that equates to, but you got to think training yeah. stuff and yeah. shorts. There's and a game lot of behind
3: and... the scenes stuff that the average hockey fan probably doesn't really think about. Um especially like when you think about your own hockey gear and you're like, oh, I wash it once a year or whatever, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, it's I like actually, <laughs> I
2: would wash it like almost every game. <laughs> yeah, I do my, I, I do you know the,
4: the essential base layer stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, if yeah. if I can, I mean, if we've got yeah. two games in three days or four yeah. days, yeah, I'm
2: number one
4: stoked. Yeah. and then number two, yeah. whatever.
2: But also, if you if you if if we like. You know we're playing games and we're winning i won't wash the gear i won't wash it until there's a loss Like yeah. I'll keep going. <laughs> but actually one more thing maybe about nhl game day things i just heard gatorade is not going to be sponsoring the water bottles anymore really is so it going wa- to
3: power aid or i don't know if I, like
2: <laughs> that's going to be interesting you're not going to see the gatorade bottle yeah. on the top of the net anymore and it's not going to be uh a water bottle. Kind I wonder of whose choice that was. Sponsored by powerbet.com. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is
2: powerbet a thing? bet.
3: betnet.com bet yeah, or whatever. Like. Yeah. What well, was yeah. the
2: thing on Beaverton? It was like I was watching yeah. a gambling commercial and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. yeah. I will yeah, I, By the way,
4: yeah, I find that super lame.
3: Yeah. I'm just going to go back to one second here about the when you had the two pairs of skates for warmups. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to regale uh, you and the listeners here with a story of the best warm-up I've ever had, which was uh, about a week ago. We were playing in our spring league game at the Dakota Jonathan Taves Community Club and uh, beautiful time slot, like 7.30 p.m. or whatever it was. Uh, nobody on the ice before us, just a fresh sheet of ice out there waiting for us. So I happened to get there like pretty early that night. So I gear up and like the rest a lot of the guys were pretty early that night. So we went out, we had like the longest team warm up ever. And the scorekeeper guys out there got the stereo like the speakers in the in the rink going. He's playing foo fighters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I took a I took a lap, no bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta do the no bucket yes, warm-up rad, lap, right? Rad, yes. Um, I was uh, joking with Randy here that I was like, I wasn't sure where the hockey card photographer was hiding. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite hockey then card. Then you is, skate right to the bench, you know, <laughs> put the water in your hair, <laughs> yeah. take the arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. snow coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it was, uh, I've never had a warm-up like that before, so right. it was great. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Maybe let's talk uh, some
2: playoffs, and I actually have a, a kind of a interesting question that I think I know the answer for Tom, but I'm gonna ask Keebler here first. Um, Tom, you can contemplate your answer as Keebler uh, responds yeah. here. But, but my first, I'll <laughs> put you on the spot yeah. maybe. But I, I just know Tom's answer I think already. But so we entered the the playoffs this year, the 2021-2022 playoffs. Uh, we had what? We had the Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, and Toronto Maple Leafs all making the playoffs for Canadian teams. Uh, obviously, the Jets didn't make it. Um, what are your thoughts like when you see three Canadian teams make the playoffs do you want to see a Canadian team win uh, what, what and what did you think when uh, there was uh, we had the Battle of Alberta like you uh, actually you're, uh, you're an you're Alberta, Alberta boy so maybe you're going for the Oilers because that's kinda your oh, your homeland there but uh, what were your you know do you do you like seeing Canadian teams uh, win when the Jets don't <laughs> and uh, you know what did you think about uh, the performance
4: yeah, I, I most definitely do. I also like, just because I also like the coverage. I got it. Like, I do like sports coverage. The the people that I watch, like, I like what they do. And that happens to be Canadian, you know, reporters and broadcasters. But, uh, uh, yeah, so for sure, whoever goes the furthest. I mean, Toronto, uh, yeah, unfortunate. But totally okay with it
3: <laughs> yeah i feel uh, like i w- if the leafs ever did get past the first round and they were the last canadian team standing i'd probably get on the bandwagon i, I
4: agree i agree yeah so would i but it would be you it would know feel weird. there would be a lot of jokes up until that yeah. point and then when that point came you're just like okay cool like yeah. let's do this uh yeah battle of alberta though i I, man, I think those games are awesome. Whether it's like January 1st, 2021, like you come home from a caress game and Calgary and Edmonton are just starting up at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, you know, after hours, yeah. like although after hours is spread out everywhere. Where I'm going with this though is, uh, yeah, Battle of Alberta. Uh, I was and grew up an Edmonton fan. Uh, In the 80s, they were my everything. This particular playoffs, I was, I kind of was watching Calgary more before the Battle of Alberta. Like, I didn't really watch Edmonton versus L.A. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Calgary and what they were doing. And, and yeah, I just, honestly, I kind of thought that Calgary was, or is just a better team. I was kind of going for them, which is crazy, because I grew up an Oilers fan.
3: And then obviously what happened happened. And the Flames did seem like a team that was suited for the playoff grind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then Edmonton was able to expose them and get them running around. Yeah. And they're, and, you know, in Calgary's goalie Markstrom there wasn't. Yeah. You know, he kind of. And he looked human.
4: And Edmonton,
3: like, <coughs> yeah, coach interim
4: yeah. coach, like, he came in half season, yeah.
3: Woodcroft, yeah, yeah they yeah. fired. Um, they fired Tippett back in yeah. I don't know November, December, yeah, or so something like, like that. Yeah, so
4: you know, good for this guy. Was this his first NHL gig? I yeah, think so. Yeah. Like, what a he's been in, in their
3: and, in their system yeah, or whatever. You got
4: McDavid on your roster, like,
3: yeah.
4: what a stud! And then you do what you did, and you go, you went, you go as far as you did. Like, yeah, hands down. Credit. So here's a, here's Actually,
2: a question. Well, before though, what? How about you? Same question.
3: Yeah, I I would definitely, when it comes to playoffs, I, I'll i jump on whichever Canadian team is the last standing. I'll jump on their band, bandwagon. Because it's I just want to see a Canadian team win a cup again. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. since 1993. And at this point, I'm just like, yeah, Toronto, if you guys want to win it, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I For the record,
2: I can say I'm, ex- I'm extremely selfish. <laughs> I only want to see the Winnipeg
3: Jets win the Stanley Cup. Yeah.
2: So once the Jets are out, then I want Pittsburgh to win, Tampa to win, yeah. whoever, or, yeah, Colorado.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll always kind of end up finding a favorite that I'm rooting for, and, and when the Rangers put out the Penguins in the first round, I kind of was like, and I, I've been thinking about the Rangers for the last season or two. Um, you know, I watched a bunch of their games last year when I had, you know, the NHL package, and I was like, oh, I like this team, you know? And so I... I am pushing for the Rangers right now, but like, they're up against it hard against Tampa for sure, but um, yeah, I'll just ask you quickly then, with the Oilers now out of it, uh, what do you think is their biggest, like, what do they need, what are they going to, what can they do differently, or what do they have to do differently to be better next year?
4: Yeah, I don't know, to be (coughs) honest, I think they're... Yeah. Who knows? I I don't even know. Is it is it D? I mean, how like Keith is still pretty solid, but I think he's he's, okay. he's yeah. I mean, but he's gonna leave the equation soon. Yeah, he's on right? the back nine you know, of his career. You got to start thinking of that. But again, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I uh, I think that team is able. They seem to gel. They obviously, th- you know, they went to the Western Conference Finals. Like
3: something's there. Um, I think if they they got to do something about their goaltending. Um, Smith does have one more year on his contract, but he's like forty. I mean, he's like retired. he's like our age. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, 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 imagine yeah, like yeah, us yeah. being in the NHL. Like my oh, body hurts man. just waking up in the morning. Yeah. But.
2: Yeah, but his gloves are dry.
3: So. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Koskinen, he's done. He went and signed. A, he's already off to Europe, you oh, know? Come on. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And then they have Stuart Skinner, who is, you know, got 12 games of NHL experience or whatever. Like, he's not really ready to be a number one, probably. So I think that the Oilers got to really figure out what's going on in Nets this stuff. This
4: so here's a story. And. This is just what I, I've heard through... Off the record?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, here's a little story that I heard just this past week from a buddy of mine who's a dentist for a WHL team. Uh, he was saying that the Oilers uh, and the Flames, because of the COVID stuff going back and forth, flying from Canada to the U.S., even as recent as these playoffs, like when Calgary was playing Dallas, Edmonton and L.A., these teams would fly to like the nearest town oh, yeah. in su- in southern Alberta or Abbotsford, B.C. Take a bus across uh, yeah. the border and then get on a plane and fly to the next. Yeah, station. because the-, the U.S. teams were not doing that. They could fly direct right into your mark, your city, and play. Oilers and the Flames literally it would get on a plane. Yeah, Calgary would drive down to the border.
3: Yeah. Something to do with about taking tests if tests. you yeah, fly but yeah. if you drove you didn't have to yeah and you know what that's why kyle connor missed three games when they went to detroit and buffalo at the end yeah. of the season he they because they flew in and he had to test tested positive or whatever it was mm, yeah okay, ended yeah. up missing three games could he have scored 50 this year if they yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah
4: so it seems like the teams were maybe doing that it also as a bypass yeah
2: Let's let's throw to Carter's song, and then we'll grab around, and then I want to do a little segment about sweeps. Yeah, uh, and then we'll we'll yeah we'll come back and talk some sweeps. Okay, uh, so
3: our song request here comes from Carter the Car Guy in uh, East St. Paul. Uh, Head on down to McPhillips Toyota today. Drive into summer. Interest rates are great right now.
2: Uh, (laughs) Carter will put you in a a
3: hybrid something because of gas prices. Yeah, you got to get the hybrid. so Carter says, listen, guys, you got to play Lose and Must by Mill and Colin. There's some great hockey lyrics in there, and it's very topical at this time, specifically given the piss poor season the Jets had. <laughs> so here we go, Carter. Here's Lose and Must by Mill and Colin just for you.
0: When I am losing must in a conversation, make me use my imagination. the thing throughout the show, those monkey's hope. And I feel smaller That's in front of me, thinking taller when when I open my mouth again to tell them something more So yes ask me what I feel strong I this strong, can't be wrong You will lose you Yeah, you will lose interest in yourself I this strong, can't be wrong You will lose you Yeah, you will lose interest in yourself well, I have this girl and I make her crazy. When I'm gone, she's and lazy. Yeah, I gotta kick on pushing her. But I'm not sure about how she feels about it. But her, I keep seeing my struggling. That makes my stomach bubbling bad. The hot really makes me sad. We had some fucked up years. Now stop to wipe away those tears. My sister. Lots of questions to why and what I wanna be I feel better every day Must you must. Yeah, you in
2: All right, so that was Losing Must by Mel and Colin. And while that was a great punk rock request by a car-to-the-car guy, go drive into summer today with McPhillips... <laughs> uh, you might be hearing some tunes in the background here at Sukrums. Unfortunately, those artists aren't going to get so can fees. Um, no. Yeah. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but as I was talking about before the song here, I, I got a question about sweeps. So we'll do a bit of a history lesson here. Um, last year, Winnipeg Jets were in the playoffs. They swept the Oilers, uh, but then they get swept by oh, the Habs sure. in the second round. This year, uh, the J- Oilers go on a pretty good run, go to the Western Conference Finals, but they get swept uh, against Colorado. You know, in my mind, I would say, were the Oilers worthy enough to be in the Western Conference Finals if they're getting swept? Mm. Uh, But, you know, in hindsight, you know, they did beat Calgary. Calgary would have maybe got swept anyways. But what are your thoughts on when a team gets swept? Is it just... Bad luck, and they just can't put things together. Is the one team just dominant, or is that just like um, clearly a t- maybe a team kind of uh, punching above its weight? Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I go for it, Tommy. Take I'll just it say away, quickly that I think, I think though the Oilers did get swept by the Avs, it was a closer series than the four nothing sweep would allude to. Aside from the one game where they got shut out, the other three games I thought were pretty close. If the Oilers coulda got some saves, if they had a goalie to make some saves, it might be a different story. But shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know what I mean? Um, and also the Avs, they look pretty dominant.
2: But also uh, another sweep, so the Avs also swept Nashville, but like like Daryl Sutter said, like it's gonna be a waste of seven or eight days. But we had uh, Tampa Bay also sweeping the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers were the President Cup champions. Like, yeah. what what are your thoughts? Like, when you see a sweep in the playoffs, like, do you like them? Do you, or do you wish, like, honestly, I wish there was more hockey. Like, I, I like to yeah. see a, a series go six games, you know? For sure, for sure. Eight games, like, the series is 3
4: nothing. you're like, oh, this is about to end or could yeah. end now, right? Like, uh, and then obviously the what some series it's three nothing and teams come back and it's the best thing ever. Uh, sweeps, I, I suppose if you're you know if it's your team that's doing the sweeping it's amazing. Uh, but in general, yeah, they happen very quickly.
3: Yeah, like uh, when the Jets swept the Oilers last year, they held Connor McDavid to five points in the whole series, one goal for assist, something like that. Pionk was out against him every single shift. He did a great job. And they held the Oilers. You, you know, they beat the Oilers four straight games. So you look back and you think, oh, Jets handled them no problem. There was a triple overtime game in that yeah, series, yeah, remember? Yeah, for sure. There was the, Stasny scored the winner. Yeah. yeah. Uh or was that double overtime? No, no, uh, Either way.
2: Even the, the clinching game went yeah. to double. No, that went to triple. That was yeah, There cover. were
3: there were several overtimes. There was you know that was a it was a close series it wasn't yeah. like the jets dominated they just ended up winning for the four games yeah. right but they did win like they won all four absolutely so, like, so then you could
2: have won one yeah you know what i mean yeah. but, but absolutely the, yeah um uh, where i was gonna go with this like what's your ideal like i don't enjoy sweeps like especially even now like i like and we've talked about this prior to these playoffs without the jets being in the playoffs it's like now you can watch hockey as a fan like you're not emotionally tied to a team and i can watch hockey and i I can enjoy it i don't care most of the outcomes i just enjoy it but like what's your ultimate like you know you you see the home team win the first two and then you see the home team then win the next two or do you like seeing the split like you know maybe the road team wins the game one you know like do you ever think about those sorts of things? Two and two, one and one, just back and forth. Like, yeah, that's like a good that. back
3: and yeah. forth. Back and I love forth a seven-game series, that's for sure. It is the
4: best, yeah. yeah.
3: Like that Pittsburgh, seven, yeah. the Pittsburgh-New York series in the first round that went seven, that was a great series. Overtime time, game one, yeah. uh,
2: what's-his-name gets injured, Jari. Yeah, and,
3: and then even...
2: Jisman, yeah.
4: and, and there's got to be, you know, honestly, there's what you're talking about, Randy, about a team getting swept you know and sort of like how do you feel about that or or how does the team feel who's doing the sweeping or being swept but you go seven games with a team like you make it to seven like that's battling both both you know you're both battling and the next game like it is it is do or
3: officially die like And sometimes, so, like, New York took seven games to beat Carolina as well. They're down 3-2 against Tampa right now. They just need to win in Tampa. It's going to game seven, and then who knows what. But, like, when Montreal won the cup in 93, didn't they have, like, a bunch of game sevens that they had to get?
2: And overtime wins, too.
3: Right. Right, Like, they set Mm -hmm. their record for Mm -hmm. overtime wins. I can't remember about the game seven. But they, you know, like, maybe you go to seven games. That's just, like one of those kind of like, I don't want to say fate, but like, you know, it's just like, it's a real test of your team's metal, right? Yeah, like you're just both, like.
4: They're both teams are on the same pedestal. You're yeah, both yeah. like, we're, we're in the playoffs, we're in a game seven. It doesn't get better than this. Do or die. Yeah, right? It's, and it's yeah. anybody's game. It is anybody's game, a game yeah. seven.
2: What I like to see, and especially like non-Jets related playoff series, because obviously with the Jets, I'm, it's slanted. <laughs> but I like when the road team wins Game One because then home ice advantage is it's erased, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it becomes like a, a very even series. Like in you know you've seen well Carolina completely lopsided with home ice advantage. Yeah, they and couldn't then, win on the road yeah. at all,
3: but they couldn't lose on ice, at home ice until that Game Seven against yeah. the Rangers.
2: Oh, uh, well, and actually one more thing with with Game Seven. So let's 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 get a little nostalgic here. So game seven, the 2018 playoffs, Winnipeg Jets go into Nashville. Oh, that was, a, Nash- that was a... Nashville has obviously home ice advantage, but but the the Jets go in and uh, and what is it? Is Pekka Rene like pretty much uh, pulled a couple... Tyler g-
3: Myers scored one from below the goal line yeah. and then... Uh-
2: so how about that scenario? Like obviously that worked out in our favor, but a game seven that ends up being a blowout like you know like a game seven that goes to overtime like that's that's like that's like that's, the penultimate sports yeah. moment right yeah, there yeah, right yeah, yeah,
3: like, yes yes but yeah. you're,
4: you're also referring to a game seven game seven just blow a blowout out, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah yeah i mean if
3: you're the team who's winning it's awesome <laughs> or yeah and that's gotta be winning, right?
4: quite difficult for the losing team yeah. you've gone you're in game seven yeah. and it's just a flop right which ultimately happens, but uh, yeah. that's still got to be a very ha- difficult thing. to So pitch. how about
3: this one? Then you look at Colorado. They swept the Preds. They swept the Oilers, and they went uh, how many games against? Um,
2: I think five, five or six
3: St. Louis. St. Louis, six games, I think it was, yeah. right? So they've they've only played two games more than the minimum amount to get to the finals, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, and and you look at the East. If it's the Rangers or, or Lightning who get through, they both had seven-game first-round series. Then the Lightning swept the 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 uh, the Cats there, um, but the the Rangers went to full seven. This series here, I mean, it could be over in six with Tampa moving on, or we could go to seven. Yeah. Uh, and by the time you listen to this, folks, you probably will know what's happening. Yeah. But it's it's the rest over rust. But yeah, like, uh, wh- who's got the advantage? Does Colorado, like, having played the minimum of games to get to the final? Yeah, or sure, a team who's sure. really had to battle and grind it yeah, out? Yeah. You know, like, it's a kind of a, like, who's got the edge there? I would say, I think no matter what, I think Colorado has the edge
2: uh, going into the finals. Because then they get a couple guys, especially if it goes seven, because apparently Caudry can come back. Uh, yeah, he had broken thumb surgery yeah, or something. And I think he could come back because if this game, if this goes to game seven, then apparently there's like 12 days off for the Colorado Athlete. Yeah. And Darcy Kemper, he might come
3: back. He's, he, you uh, he's know.
2: practicing. I didn't even know about Caudry. I knew Caudry
4: got injured. I didn't yeah. know it was a thumb injury. Yeah, he yeah, broke surgery. his thumb or something. Oh, on that cross check. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, wow. So...
3: Um, you oh, know, so like on that it, front. he won't be a hundred percent, but he could probably get back to the point where they tape it up or whatever. Yeah. And he comes back and plays, right? What
2: were you going to
3: say? Uh, you know, going on to that play, that cross
4: check. Uh, yeah. Evander Kane. Hey, just in the series,
3: like in the playoffs, like he was very good. Whoa. But also it's Evander Kane. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Sign, and him, that was... sign him at your own peril. Basically. For sure. For... Yeah. yeah next year and I mean the Oilers you know like he really did kind of show up well for the playoffs in the Oilers in general I, since he signed in Edmonton yeah 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 he and, abs-
4: he 100% yeah.
3: that's kind of what's a it's yeah. just a trip right I think like, I think it's safe to say uh, good hockey player man, eh, not a great well, person sure. exactly you know Yeah. but um, yeah but on the hockey what he did for the
4: Oilers yeah as just another like a person on the ice like so apparently
3: he's in arbitration with the league and the sharks about his old contract and it's yet to be determined right so it might end up being that the sharks owe him nothing in which case as a ufa he can sign for whatever he wants to if the arbitrator rules that the sharks have to pay him x amount of dollars that, that apparently affects what kind of contract he can sign as a free agent mm. for his next deal here because he only just signed that one-year deal with the Oilers this year. So he's he's now a free agent, essentially. But the type of deal he can sign depends on what the arbitrator rules. And, like, the Oilers What's apparently... The re-
4: and and what, go into that a little. Why is that? I don't know.
3: Well, because he... The Sharks tried to void his contract yes, okay, because okay. of Dro- just right. him and he's, it, being, he's it, yeah. a D bag, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he had some criminal allegations, blah blah blah, and I don't think Logan Couture and the rest of the Sharks liked him very
4: no, much. No, I understand all that. Yeah. Like, I,
3: I I saw that happen. Yeah. I just didn't know
4: about. I didn't right. know the all the ins and outs yeah, of the I, I can't say
3: as I know for sure either, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I, I, I was reading up on it a little bit, and it sounds like the type of deal, because I think the Oilers would very much like to re-sign him after mm. this season mm, for like sure. going forward. But they have but to the, wait. But they're also up against the salary cap, right? Okay, okay yeah. Um, they need to figure out their goalie situation. Obviously, they'd like to have Kane back, but they can't give Kane fucking eight million dollars or whatever right like for sure so that'll be interesting to sort of see how that plays out but anyway yeah
2: so actually here's a question um what do you what do you think about when a series finishes and then you hear about all the injuries like especially right now with Edmonton uh dry side all had like a high ankle sprain all those things like and Darnell Nurse, I barely, like, had like a torn, torn uh, something or other. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you like? Does that, does that interest you? Does that like kind
3: of like, oh, that makes sense why they lost? Like, do you, do you. I don't think it's an excuse because everybody's playing at that time of year with something banged up, right? Like, yeah, it's just, it is fascinating
4: to hear. You know, yeah. you you read it online or, or I mean, on websites and, and you're like, you oh, watching wow, crazy, that... crazy. And then uh, having said that, you're also like, much respect because wow you're playing with this or that injury and uh wow wow but uh go on tom i was just gonna say
3: dry sidle if you were watching that series against colorado especially game four Mm -hmm. he looked like sea captain from the simpsons on a peg leg out there he couldn't skate Yeah. yeah and he still ended up with four primary assists in game four
4: well it was interesting he went off that one I, I don't know. I, it may have been Game Four or Game Three. Like he actually, he went down in the corner and then mm-hmm. he got up and he could barely could skate barely off. Could barely get up and off. Yeah. And then he was on the ice three minutes later. Yeah. And it's just always fascinating to to see that because yeah. you can tell that, that that player is like injured. Yeah. And not feeling good. But and still then going out three there minutes later. Yeah they're out there just it's like oh what did you yeah. get like some sort of like he went shot I, think his whatever, next, and, I think when he came back on the ice it was for a power play yeah yeah and you're just looking
3: at him well, like you could tell dry saddle, it was barely moving out there right like usually so when when he had the puck and he's distributing it like he's such a good passer he's got great vision um all that kind of stuff but like he just like wasn't moving much he was very stationary and yet still ended yeah. up with four assists, and the Oilers came up just short in that game four. But
4: okay, here's one for you two, Jesse Pulleyarvey, as a Jet.
3: No thanks. Yeah, yeah
4: I don't know. In, in what? Com- but like, yeah, you know, I, I said like, is here, so. he
2: is he paying us? Too? No, the only reason I'm out,
4: at- <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, I, I that was just something I saw online today, well, and uh, just by some random person.
3: He, he's an RFA. Yeah, yeah. And Edmonton has the decision. What do we do with this guy? Mm -hmm. You know, he's a fourth overall pick. Apparently, he's to qualify him. It would be 1.4 million. So I I read a little article today about what do you do with Jesse Pulleyarvey, and they they were suggesting sign him one year, 1.4 million. If he takes you to arbitration, deal with that, I guess. But look for a trade, basically trade him. But. In the meantime, sign him so that he's, like, on your roster. But they were comparing him to uh, Nuchuskin on Colorado, who used to play for Dallas. And he was one of those highly sort of sought-after Russians when he was younger. And it was like, oh, this Nuchuskin guy or whatever, he's big, he's skilled. But he took a long time to kind of come around. Now that, Now he's on Colorado, he's looking pretty all right. But, like, when he was on Dallas, he didn't do a whole lot of anything.
4: Yeah, didn't didn't Pugliarvi, when he was an oiler, didn't he... He was an oiler, and then didn't he go to... Yeah, he went back, back to, to Finland or, or, or Finland Sweden or wherever he year? was, yeah.
2: yeah. They, like, they sent him down, and then right. he
4: chose to go overseas. Yeah. yeah.
2: I could see Pugliarvi maybe, like, with Adam Lowry, or, like, middle six maybe for the Jets, if that would be a thing. Yeah. But, if the uh, price was right, yeah,
3: and and so like, the thing I was reading today said that basically if you, if the Oilers, you know they need a goalie, Pouliourv is a real nice piece to package up in a trade to get a goalie, um, because some team's gonna have interest in him because he is big, he's he can mm-hmm. skate, mm-hmm. his his analytics aren't terrible, like they're actually decent but his actual stats are not great. Mm-hmm. Considering he spent half the year on McDavid's wing and he ended up with 14 total goals or something like that, right? Like,
2: Are we are we comfortable with talking goalies for, for maybe the last segment?
3: Yeah, let's do it. Okay,
2: so let's put Keebs on the spot here. Keebs, do you have a song request uh, for, uh, for the show here? And then we'll come back, we'll talk some goalies, and we'll wrap up the show.
4: A song request? Uh, a song request... You've heard of music? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Uh, Oingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party.
1: Come on. LA
2: Think there's too much focus being put on goaltending? Like, if you can, you know, like, is it kind of like the '80s again, where as long as you score six, it doesn't matter if you let in five? <laughs> uh, thinking back to your childhood, there maybe keeps. <laughs> um, oh,
4: uh, no, I, uh, yeah. You score goals, you win games. You don't score goals, you don't win games. But you also got to keep the puck out. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I Goalies like the Oilers. Oilers are there, right? Yeah. Like, that is what's happening. Uh, you get scored on, you're going to, you know, you you get scored on or you score. Like, and that's that's what's happening. Um, I don't know if that answers the question. There, but There uh, were
3: two games in the Western final where the Oilers scored five or more and they still lost.
4: Mm, you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah yeah
3: you need a goalie I feel,
4: you know what i uh yeah i mean sucks about mike smith i don't know if that's all on him but no. uh yeah you know what i gotta say something about mike smith like just his little antics and his vibe and his hair <laughs> and even the way he does his little you know like as soon as the period starts at the game starts like he's got this routine he does yeah. this, this he skates to both corners and does this hard turn and i just think that's hard like that's that's a hardcore thing
3: like he seems like a good teammate and like a solid guy like i i kind of like him and And, and the way he talks you're like oh you're just a fellow canadian you know whatever like he doesn't okay one more mike
2: smith thing and then we gotta just talk about some real goalies here (laughs) (laughs) but you know the, the the goal that he let in from the other end like against you, uh, Calgary, yeah, Calgary. You sh- no that was like from the ring- ringette yeah, line okay, if there was yeah, one yeah, yeah. Um, but that shouldn't happen in the playoffs uh, but so question for both of you you'll both have time to answer before we have to throw to the last song but um, no matter who wins here Rangers or Tampa going into the finals against Colorado does that mean Tampa or the Rangers immediately have the edge because they have the better goalie going into the finals
3: Tommy I'll start with you in my mind, yes. Yeah, they do have the edge. That said, you know, Colorado's a very, very dynamic team with a lot of offensive threats. That, you know, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, Kodri, if he's healthy. You go down the list, Kale then McCarr. they picked up Lekkinen, Cale McCarr. Yeah, Lekkinen, hey. Kale McCarr. Yeah, with Kale McCarr. A, he's the fourth fastest to 50 career playoff points or something like yeah. that among defensemen. 40, 40, like, games you're, you're games. talking like. Leach and Housley and Coffee and Bobby Orr and these guys, he's right? He's been like, in the league. How long has the same been in the league? Like, this is his third year, maybe? Oh, wow. Uh, he's in the same breath as those yeah, guys, the yeah. all time absolute legends, yeah, yeah, right? Like Bobby so, like, Orr, ever, ever heard of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so, I mean, Colorado, they're no slouches. That said, you got a goalie like Vasilevsky or Shusterkin yes. or whatever, you got to like that, right? Like, because yeah. you can really. You can kind of tighten things up and play defensively, but Colorado has shown that you can try and tighten, tight check them and they're still going to find a way.
1: Yeah.
2: Actually, one quick thing. Uh, so in the in the Quest for the Cup documentary, when Cooper and Brunette uh, shake hands uh, at the end of the series, he basically says, like, Vasilevsky, you know, took over that series or whatever. Like that's what Cooper said to to Brunette, which was kinda interesting to see and that's how much goalies can be a factor. So Keyboard, do you think going into the finals, do the Rangers or the Lightning have the edge over Colorado, or does it not matter because these playoffs are of a uh, uh, you know a shootout in the OK Corral?
4: Well, I it uh, it goes back to what we were saying twenty minutes ago about uh, Colorado having days off and the next team, you know, fresh and who has the edge there. I mean the same question like it would be I guess the goaltenders for either Tampa or the Rangers and just the team in general like if you're just lighting it up and you've battled and you've got that adrenaline going Colorado right now yeah they're practicing but they that confidence isn't in their veins like it's been days right yeah Yeah, they're still confident but they're not they're not they're
3: not vibrating off of a recent win especially if uh, Tampa and New York goes seven because then game one of the finals is gonna be like two, three days right after that. Yeah. And whoever wins game seven of that series is gonna be, you know, yeah, they're Electrified, off. yeah, yeah exactly, electrified, right, right? So. yeah. All right, two-minute warning here, Tommy. <laughs> so, uh, two-minute warning, we're gonna throw to a song. We're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna do all the things we normally do on this show where we tell you, listen, guys, thanks for listening tuning in to Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show on UM UMFM 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. Download it uh, at your leisure and listen to it anytime. You can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it on a walk with the dog, whatever. Always go and rate and review. Tell your friends. Word of mouth. That's how we get our listens, right?
2: And thank you to Keebler for joining us. unexpectedly. Absolutely. We totally, this is like the guerrilla style. Yeah. Yeah, this is how we get guests now. <laughs>
3: so. I just came to have a beer and then this, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to go out on a tune. This is Parquet Courts, uh, a song called Free Bird 2. I heard Parquet Courts uh, on Hockey Night in Canada the other night and I was like, Oh yeah, that band. I love them. Uh, so let's listen to the Parquet Chords. Uh, keep your stick on the ice. Tune in next week. Have a good one.
5: I've learned how not to miss The age of tenderness That I am so lucky to have seen once And now that I've become older I've learned how to brush over My history and how it sequenced When I think about you I see a person who Hasn't existed for a long time. Before you started using, before I started choosing to do the same thing for the same reasons. The first name I called you is not a name at all, but a duty and a function.